0: Welcome to the Unsupervised Mom Podcast, a weekly conversation about the grins and grime of single motherhood while learning to navigate it God's way. I'm your host, Javon Brown, Christian leader, educator, business owner, and most importantly, mom. I'm not a single mom expert. I'm an expert at being the type of mom God has called me to be. And so are you. I know that God wants us to excel in everything we do, And this includes parenting, even while going at it seemingly unsupervised. For more insights and inspiration, follow The Unsupervised Mom on Instagram and take this journey with me. While I hope you love listening to and learning from the podcast, it is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a Christian pastor, counselor, or physician. I served as an executive administrator for an awesome senior pastor for about nine to 10 years. There were many occasions when I had to transcribe meeting minutes, agendas, correspondence, and so forth. He noticed the particular work habit that I never put under the microscope of my life until he drew it to my attention. He noticed that while typing, when I needed to delete an error, I removed the entire sentence from the document instead of focusing on the error and beginning the fixes there. I left thinking his sight of such was both mind-blowing and yet odd. How did he manage to notice something about me that I for years could not even notice about myself? Once he pointed it out to me, I couldn't for the life of me stop recognizing it. In fact, I started to ask myself why I didn't just delete from where I was in that typing moment? Why was it necessary for me to retract every single word that was already correct and in its proper place because of the errors down the communication line? Why did I feel that the sentence was only correct when everything that made up the sentence was re-corrected and at the expense of time? It began to seriously dawn on me that I struggled with perfectionism in more ways than one. Somehow knowing that the entire sentence was rewritten helped me to feel as if the sentence was perfectly constructed and mined by me, who was expected to be the one who knew how to approach certain tasks and administrative duties correctly. It was something about knowing that when the entire sentence was deleted, I had another opportunity to get it right from its onset. But what exactly was I trying so hard to get right? All I had to do was press delete over a few letters and not words. What exactly was I attempting to fix beyond the pages? What did I already believe about myself that was transcribing its own message on the pages of my life? And when did this begin for me? It sounds deep, right? But when you start to see the parts of you that you do want to fix, it doesn't hurt to ask why or where did this come from? So, albeit seemingly meaningless to begin finding the answers to these questions, I uncovered a lot of stuff about me that helped me to find the answer I then needed to present to God. Somehow, along my journey of being a believer in Christ, I also boxed God into being the type of God who punishes and perseveres when I'm at my worst. I was not willing to see that a presentation of my imperfections was a gift to God and a commitment to drawing a little closer than I may have been moments before. I also realized that when I felt as if I checked off every single box, then some shiny ribbon of merit was pinned to my chest because who doesn't want to feel as if they've done everything well or notable excellence? It started to become even more clear to me that my writing drafts in school and courses were never good enough for me even after the first or second round of feedback that named how ready I was for the final draft. I was not content with a sloppy shoelace on my sneaker, uneven margins, what I believed to be my messy handwriting, or even when my dollar bills are all facing different ways. I legit began to question if I had OCD because some of this stuff just didn't make sense but God has a way of helping things to make perfect sense. I became a mom and God showed me that I assigned perfectionism to being unjudged. Why was I so worried about being unjudged? If I believed that I did everything perfectly or seemingly perfect, then there was no room for judgment or punishment or critique. I was hard on myself enough so if I could free myself of everyone else's eyes and opinions, then I did well. The truth is, I did not feel as if I was enough. Well, what (laughs) and why? Because somewhere I sat down on my confidence and took my gaze off of God. Becoming a single mom raised the height of this perfectionism because of my effort to check off every box, I was still judged and still weighed down by what else I needed to do perfectly or had yet done perfectly. We are so hard on ourselves, mamas. I really believe that if I got every degree needed to thrust forward in life, then God would say, job well done by good and faithful servant. I figured if I could show up at the parent-teacher meeting, bring her birthday balloons to her classroom, bake cookies on Saturday mornings, cook a full dinner nightly, finish the proposal, save a certain amount of money by the close of the month, and connect with loved ones in a meaningful way while doing all of this, I was a mom heaven but you wouldn't be able to tell me that I was not being pinned as mom of the moment. I was only fooling myself because in my effort to become mommy so perfect, I lacked rest. I was spiritually, emotionally unhealthy, and I was not prioritizing myself in the process. I wanted so badly to be the mom who could rip right off of the pages of a Real Simple or Parenthood magazine but I had to slowly unlearn my own warped definitions of perfect and attach myself to God's definition. I had to unhinge from believing that was I to do everything perfectly, since I had already fell short in a way that led to motherhood, I'd still be useful to God eventually. So it's quite possible that you know the exact moment you started to sound like this, or as it regards mommyhood, became super hard on yourself was it when you showed up late for their concert or when you burned down the kitchen trying to make their favorite meal for the first time or maybe when you forgot to sign the permission slip and pack a water bottle in their lunch bag or when you forgot it was your day to pick them up from the after school program or when you missed their game because you had a work training Or maybe it was when your lights were cut off because you lacked resources to take care of both you and them. Whatever it was that began the real and flood of why you didn't hit the mommy so perfect meter, go back to that place, unpack it, and redefine it with God's word. Perfectionism is actually toxic and debilitating to purpose. It's time to shift our relationship with perfectionism and lean into a space of difference that allows for a varied definition to shape our self-thinking and how we show up in the world every day. There is no freedom in perfectionism. And I found this same characteristic in Martha in the book of Luke. After Jesus answered the question of what shall I do to inherit eternal life, he enters into Bethany where Mary and Martha, who were Lazarus's sisters, where they lived. Martha receives Christ into her home, but the Bible says she was cumbered about much serving. It's to mean that Martha was distracted over matters that should have been secondary to Jesus visiting. She took the lead in this particular narrative as one who was more concerned about matters that did not require her attention. But in her desire to have everything perfectly set, she displaced an opportunity to be spiritually nourished. She was annoyed by what seemed to be Mary's lack of desire for the same, but failed to actualize that Mary's priority was to keep her intention on who was perfect and that being Christ. Martha was more concerned about what she could accomplish in her humanity than what Christ could gift in his divinity. Martha allowed perfectionism instead of Christ to be her matter of the heart. So it's important to take away from this that you are no less a good mom if you don't hit all the marks. You are no less of a woman if you miss a few check boxes or if you feel as if you haven't reached the check boxes in the same timeline as someone else. Or if someone doesn't accept all of you, you are also no less of a daughter of God. If you hit a bump in the road and have the scar to prove it, you have an opportunity to be nourished by God. When you release the need to be perfect at everything, God's desire for you is to therefore grab hold of the antidote to perfectionism. And this is self-compassion. Let go of being so hard on yourself. Oh my goodness, you will drive yourself into a pit of oppression if you do not relinquish the need to do everything perfectly, to show up perfectly, to look perfect, to make perfect moves or perfect decisions, and whatever else the fill in the blank is for you. God is not looking for you to be perfect, but to be continually perfected in him. So how do we practice self-compassion? How do we arrive at a point of owning self-compassion? Well, the first thing is to accept that you were the perfect reason for Christ's sacrifice. God didn't sacrifice his life for you to carry a burden he already carried. This is just how important you are to God. While God knows that we will never model complete perfection on this side of eternity, there is an expansion of his perfection that covers us and journeys us to continue modeling after his perfection. Yes, God wants us to be better daily, to die daily to what doesn't serve us. And in that, we become closer to him, but he doesn't want us to be in bondage in order to do that. There is only freedom in Christ and that which cuts down freedom in your life, you're a slave to. So God took on the cross and the burden of sin to release you into his abundance, not for you to be in bondage to perfectionism. The second thing that we can do to practice self-compassion is to accept God's perfect love. When you are perfected in his love, you are not placing yourself under a culturally toxic microscope when life goes awry or when you've fallen short of some perfect requirement. It's important to commit to a quick heart check and remind yourself of God's word, which names that we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this is perfected with us. By this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. And we love because he first loved us. Lastly, in order to practice self-compassion, you have to accept that you are human. This is not a permission slip to live unrighteously, but this is a reminder that without God, you are literally incapable of everything. God's divinity is the only thing that allows us to thrive in our humanness. Our success as humans should rely on God's sovereignty and power. It's in our humanness that God gets the glory out of our lives and gives us the capacity to build on a narrative that includes him in the beginning, the middle, and the end. There is no true perfection in us without christ for i am confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of christ jesus mama go and be your completely perfect imperfect self in jesus that's it for this week but that's not all If you have some ideas about what you'd like to see featured on the podcast, let me know. I have some sweet plans, but your input is welcome. Feel free to send an email to hello at theunsupervisedmom.com. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at theunsupervisedmom, where this important conversation is in full color. The official hashtag for the podcast is hashtag unsupervisedmomlife. I'm your host, Javon Brown, and I'd love for you to subscribe and tell your single mom friends to do the same. Go on over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify to download the show and catch the weekly episodes. I'm looking forward to our next conversation. And remember, Mama, you are she. Seen, heard, and enough. I love you. And most importantly, Jesus loves you. Later, y'all.